Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello, please like and subscribe. I'm delighted to be joined by Matt Zarb cousin, who wears many hats. He used to be Jeremy Corbyn's uh, spokesperson. He ran uh, Rebecca Long Bailey's campaign for Labour leadership back in 2020, and is also a very successful campaigner against gambling addiction. Hello, Matt. How are you doing? Hi, Owen. Very good. Thanks. Yeah. All right. Very Just get me with it. Let's do it. Elevator pitch. You are someone who's been the Labour Party for a very long time. I actually met you, I think, at Labour Party conference in 2010 or something. Um, you're out now. You've joined the Green Party. Why is it time for people who are fed up or disillusioned? Why do you think it's time to leave the Labour Party? Well, look, I think people should just make the decision that's right for them. Obviously, it depends, I think, where you are in the country. If you happen to be in, for example, Zara Sultana's constituency, I can understand why you might want to remain a member of that constituency Labour Party, particularly if she was, you know, given that she was under pressure for, for, from deselection, I think we need to get socialist into Parliament. I think the, the Labour Party absolutely has to have um, that represented and um, those MPs that are already there ought to be protected. But I think that the issue that we have elsewhere in the country where we don't have existing socialist MPs is that we're just simply not going to get them selected um, anymore. There's not going to be any new ones. So we're only really protecting what we've got. And if you're not in that constituency, then I, I feel like the, the only way that you can really influence the Labour leadership and push the Labour Party to the left is through external pressure. So for this reason, I think that the thing that Keir Starmer would be concerned about um, is obviously, you know, his poll leads getting eaten up, and that's not a surprise you know, to me. I think that that's likely to happen as we near the election. The thing that will concern him and the strategists will be if the, the Green Party uh, starts to uh, increase its, its vote share in the polls, and... Um, if that has happened as a result of uh, the left and obviously left-wing Labour members uh, leaving the party. And I think that um, there's, that's the only real way that the, the Labour Party is going to respond to, to the pressure from the left. I think internally, uh, Keir Starmer has again and again, through various different means, uh, sought to distance himself from the left. Their whole worldview, their belief around how you win elections is you, you kick the left as much as possible and then uh, the establishment rewards you with, with, uh, with office. That's kind of their whole philosophy. So they're just, they're, they're never going to accommodate the left unless they're forced to, unless there is an electoral reason uh, and they can see in front of them pretty clearly that electoral reason why they need to accommodate the left and make concessions. I also think on a, on a level of principle, sorry, this is a very long elevator. We're going from like floor zero <laughs> to floor 150. Um, on a point of principle, um, uh, you know, he's, he, he has lied about everything. He's lied about what type of leader he would be. 
And I actually think if he'd stood by all of the 10 pledges, I think he'd, he'd maybe even be a stronger position now um, in opposition. I, I, I feel like he might have got had to deal with a bit of animosity from the from the right of the party. But instead of you know, dealing with that, he has sought to take on the left of the party and the majority of the membership um, who he clearly misled in order to win, win the, the leadership contest. And for those who don't know, the 10 pledges were policy commitments he made during the leadership election, for example, nationalisation of utilities, abolition of tuition, tuition fees, increasing taxes on the rich um, and big business. I mean, just you ran, as I said, Rebecca Long-Bailey's uh, leadership campaign. You were sorry, absolutely central in that leadership campaign. So could you just explain, because you had to campaign against Keir Starmer, just give a sense, if someone's not convinced, just about how dishonest you would argue Keir Starmer actually is. Yeah, well, um, <laughs> policy is important to Labour members. Like policy, you know, people join the Labour Party because they believe in in certain things and, and uh, they want to bring about change and, and they're very committed to, to, to those values and those beliefs. And, and therefore, policy is important. It's an important demonstration that you're aligned in terms of values and and. Um, you're going to be a champion of those in in parliament and in in opposition. So, and ultimately, hopefully, in government. So, part of the campaign, we you know, it, throughout the campaign, we we were keen to draw out policy divides, poli lines of difference with the Starmer campaign, and it was virtually impossible. Every time we announced something or did something, signed up to something. Um, every time Rebecca said something at Hustings, it was echoed by Keir Starmer. He was, it wasn't just that he was making accommodations or concessions to the left to try to reassure them a little bit, doing that kind of Owen Smith thing. He was fully, 100%, I am, I am left wing. This is who I am. There is no difference between me and Rebecca other than uh, I'm a man and uh, you know, I, I, I will sell Corbynism in a particular way. That's basically what it was. It was, do you want the, the Northern woman to sell Corbynism or do you want the man from North London? And, and the, the members decided they wanted the man from North London to do it. And that was basically the difference. The difference was in style. There was no difference in substance. And I think it's important to remember that, that that was the basis on which he was elected. And uh, I, I think that it would have been very, very different had he been honest about you know, where he intended to take the party. But, you know, Labour was founded by the trade unions as the party of Labour to give working people a political voice. And the union link is still there. Unite still affiliated, Unison, GMB, uh, the Communication Workers Union. And, you know, the argument there is, well, actually, through that link, as long as that remains, then there's a way of getting policies that the Labour movement wants enacted by Labour in office. What do you think about that, that the union link gives Labour an anchor in the kind of working class broadly defined, and that means there's something worth fighting for? Uh, well, I just think that the, yeah, of, of, course, it, of course it does. Of course, the, that, the, the party was founded by the trade unions, but it's now being run by people who hold the trade unions in contempt. And there's just no, um, I, you know, the, the influence, I think, in the Starmer government would be extremely small. Uh, I, I, as I come back to this, you know, I, I see the unions in a, the influence on a kind of bureaucratic level would be extremely small. The, the, the influence 
from an external perspective, from an external political perspective, I think can be significant. Of course it can, um, it, you know, in organizing workers, in organizing industrial action, in building popular support for, for strikes and, and all that sort of stuff. That the, the, A Starmer government would, would respond to that. But in terms of influencing labor policy, I think it's just going to be, you know, directly and kind of the bureaucratic on a bureaucratic level, it's going to be extremely small. So I would want to see, um, I think the best way of influencing a prospective Starmer government, I don't think it's guaranteed, by the way, um, would be through external pressure, through things like the trade unions, through things like you know the Green Party, other parties. I mean, when I joined the Green Party, I got a lot of people saying, oh, well, why the Greens? Look, the Brexit Party. Were the, was a vehicle to to move the Conservative Party to where the Brexit Party wanted it to be, right? And the Green Party can be that vehicle for the Labour Party. And ultimately, we want to bring about proportional representation, and we want to really highlight and il illustrate that this electoral system that we have is not fair, and it is effectively created gatekeepers to our democracy who will not allow anything beyond very, very narrow parameters to operate as a, as, a, as a political party in one of the two major parties in first past the post. That is a huge democratic problem. And, and that's what the Ford report showed. That's what all of the, uh, the leaks showed, as, as we know, has been covered extensively around how the, the, the staff in Labour headquarters behaved uh, when Jeremy Corbyn was leader. So all of these things, I think, can be resolved through electoral reform. All of these things can be resolved um, through ensuring, I think, adequate pressure from the left on the Labour Party that is external to it. Um, you deluded there to our, well, you didn't just allude, you mentioned our electoral system first past the post, which is a very unfair electoral system, but it is what we have. And I suppose the problem that many would, would, would argue is, well, look, that stops parties like the Greens getting elected. And not just that, it deters people from voting for them. Because if you're in a marginal seat where it's the Labour Party or the Conservatives, and there's a few thousand votes between them, then people think, well, I'm not happy with Labour, but I have got no choice but to vote for the Greens, otherwise I'll let the Tories in. So how would you answer that? Because that's that's the big problem that stops the Green Party doing as well as it would, because otherwise it would get a lot more votes. That's the big block on the Greens. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Yeah, I think the the solution is that we should have a system that people are where, where people can vote for who they want to vote for, rather than voting for the least worst option or what they perceive to be the least worst option. As it happens, I don't think anything will change if Keir Starmer wins the election. I think nothing nothing tangible would change. 
Um, and that's because there is insufficient pressure on him from the left, external pressure. Keep coming back to this, sorry. Um, but like, for me, that that is it. They, they, it's, the, it's the old Peter Mandelson thing of they've got nowhere else to go. And we, we only, we're only going to get a Labour Party that is going to deliver the transformative change that the country needs. This isn't just some kind of ideological, you know, obsession that the left has. The country needs fundamental transformative change. That's what needs to happen on so many levels, particularly, you know, the, the ecological crisis. Um, and we're only going to get it if, if the, we can influence the Labour Party in some way and ensure that it um, is adequately kind of on board with those principles, which have been described as left wing. I mean, that, yeah. that, for me, that for me and you, they're common sense. These are common sense things that need to happen. Um, but the, these are what uh, are the political class would describe as left wing. So unless we unless we do that, and this is why I encourage people to vote for the Green Party and, and encourage people to say they support the Green Party and join it. Unless we do that, the Labour Party is never going to be in the position it needs to be in to deliver the change that the country needs. I mean, that point there, again, a lot of people might go, here you go, well, you know, nothing will change under Keir Starmer. And a lot of people think, well, actually, look, maybe things won't be as good as I want them to be, but they'll be better than the Tories. You know, the Tories do slash and burn cuts, they deport people to Rwanda. Um, this week, Andrew Fisher, who used to be policy director of Jeremy Corbyn, got clarification for example, that Labour would renationalise the railways as they as each franchise expires, you know that's one example. I mean, do you think? What do you think about that? Labour say that that, that Labour they would point to the fact Labour do have these pledges. <laughs> Sorry, they do have these pledges. Kiss that one, you know, he loves a pledge. Um, uh, that that and they things would be different. And you know, there isn't enough of a gap between the Labour and the Tories, but millions of people live in that gap, and that would still be preferable to have a Labour government than a Tory government. I don't believe them. I don't believe anything they say. I think they will renege on it in office immediately under the slightest bit of pressure from the media. It would just be thrown out. It would be ticked into the long grass, consult on it, X, Y, Z. And then that would be that. They would not do it. Um, they will not want to rock the boat at all. And that's because there is no pressure on them to do so. They're quite happy just, you know, maintain, maintain things things tick along and they stay in office. That was That's what will happen unless there's pressure on them. So look, I don't believe that that, I don't believe anything that they're saying to um, to, to the left to, to, to reassure them. Uh, I, I think that the country needs drastic change in a very short space of time. I don't think we've got, we've got time to kind of, I mean, I get this a lot from people now, Oh well, he's just doing what he says to get elected, and it will be different in office. I mean, that just sounds delusional. I'm sorry. It's it, everything he has said, he has gone back on since becoming leader, and you're just hoping now that he's just lying to the country. So instead of lying to you, so I the the, the whole thing for me is just um, uh, I, I don't I don't I just simply don't trust him. I just don't trust them as a a political faction. And I don't think we should be in a position where we are putting their, putting our trust in them. We should be forcing them to move. Just finally, I did want to ask you about the Green Party. So Colin Piper on Patreon, um, he is the former chair of Brighton and Hove CLP, constituency Labour Party. He's left the Labour Party like you. Um, but he said his experience of living in the UK's only green control city doesn't encourage me to join that party. And worries that the membership and voters are overwhelmingly middle class and their decision making reflects that. So I suppose... 
a lot of people would go look at the Greens and think, well, actually, there are good people in the Greens. But as a party, they're often quite, you know, it's a form of, you know, often a bit Lib Demi, I think is probably what I'm getting at. I mean, it, you know, so what what do you think about that? You know, people might be they might think the Green have Greens have good policy in this or that. But as a party, are unlikely to win over, for example, the sorts of working class voters that Labour exists to represent and champion, I guess. Yeah, I think this, this is why I think socialists need to join or democratic, democratic socialists need to join the Green Party. And that, that's precisely, precisely why it needs to be that 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 needs to be represented within within the Green Party. Um, and look, it's a, it's pluralist. It's ve it's very accommodating. It's been very welcoming to me. Um, and I think the left is would be extremely welcome. You know, it, it it's very, very aligned to particularly around, you know, the biggest ecological crisis or the biggest crisis facing the country around climate change. It's very aligned uh, in, in kind of where it wants to take know the solution to to that it, I, I i feel like there's so much synergy um and look it, the choice is a, a bunch of you know people who may be a bit too middle class for some people uh or the labor right it's it's a no-brainer for me i mean why would you want to be in a party with the labor right they're just the worst people in politics so i would much rather be in a party that's receptive to debate and different views even if, if even that is the case but from my experience I feel like the view my views are very very aligned and welcome in in the party so I don't I don't see it as, as a problem a very compelling argument put by Matt Zalkerson I really want to hear anyone who's watched or listened to this do leave your comments if it's on YouTube or Facebook leave comments below and also on Twitter I'm sure lots of you will leave your comments including the esteemed members of the Labour right who really are some of the most charming people I've ever met in my entire life always always a pleasure to read your tweets by the way do keep them coming um <laughs> but, um, but it, it's a very important live debate and I think Matt's put a very compelling argument forward which cannot be ignored by those of us who do want a transformative um transformative policies that change people's lives and don't just see politics as a football team where you mindlessly cheer your side on regardless of the actual substance. So Matt, I really appreciate uh, you joining us. Thanks so much. Thank you so much. Thanks. Yeah. Do, tw do, do tweet me as well. The, the, uh, the feedback. I, I enjoy it. I enjoy the tweets his way. Do you say it's please do, do just share them out. Share, all I'm saying is if you're to abuse us both, that's fine, <laughs> but just share, you know, socialism, share. that's what we believe yeah. in. So just make sure you just distribute the abuse. Exactly. Uh, cheers, Matt. Please like and subscribe. I'll see you all soon. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay authenticity guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.